the Army branch responsible for protecting our nation against chemical, biological, and nuclear threats has experienced multiple recent safety violations that have called its relevance into question. We'll talk about that on this edition of Tune In. Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Here's your host, Representative Rick Crawford. And we are back with another edition of Tune In. I am your host and your representative, Rick Crawford. Glad you could be with us again. I want to talk about something today that is somewhat personal to me, but it's also something that I have sort of put off talking with you about because you, you may ask, well, what does this have to do with, with our district and, and what bearing does that have? And, and, and I think once we get into this, you'll start to understand the national uh, application here, and certainly it has effect on everybody. But I want you to be aware of this uh, issue and and what I'm doing to try and prevent um, some of this from happening. As you know, I served in the Army uh, as an explosive ordnance disposal technician. That's an EOD tech. EOD is the term we use. Um, and you know, quite frankly, the simple mission is to prevent a detonation, whether it be military ordnance, whether it be improvised explosive devices, weapons of mass destruction. We used to call those back in the day improvised nuclear devices, but but uh, and, and that includes chemical munitions. We're going to talk about that uh, along with branches of the army, um, like infantry ordnance, which is currently uh, has control of EOD, medical, engineer, artillery, armor. Those things uh, there are separate branches of the military. Well, there's one you may not know very much about, and that's called the chemical corps. But they've recently been involved in some pretty severe safety violations that demonstrate a very clear mission failure. Now, I've, I've introduced legislation, you know, ostensibly to address this in the past, and I've gotten a little bit of flack from a few people. And look, I'm not maligning the integrity of folks who have served in the Army and have served in the Chemical Corps. But there are some um, problems within the Chemical Corps that we need to talk about. One of the most recent involves mishandling of anthrax. A report found that officials at the Dugway Proving Ground, which is a facility southwest of Salt Lake City in Utah, had multiple warning signs of scientific and safety problems, yet they failed to take action despite earlier serious incidents in the facility's labs during a 2007 to 2011 period involving anthrax. According to the report, a, quote, complacent atmosphere resulted in an organization plagued by mistakes and unable to identify systemic issues in the high-risk, zero-defects world of biological select agents and toxins. We're talking about some pretty serious stuff here. The mishandling resulted in live anthrax being shipped uh, nearly to, to nearly 200 private academic and federal labs located in every state plus nine foreign countries. In addition to that example, we've seen some unauthorized use of, of contractors to respond to improvised explosive devices or IEDs at Dugway Proving Grounds, uh, the release of live chemical agents at Tool Depot, and numerous chemical and explosive safety violations at Edgewood, um, at, which is an extension of a part of Aberdeen Proving, Grant, Proving Grounds in Maryland. And that's not an exhaustive list. Despite these failures, or rather probably because of those failures, the Army Chemical Corps has taken credit, along with uh, several senior Army leadership, uh, members of leadership, for the EOD Force's accomplishments over the last 15 years. Now think about this over the last 15 years, what we have done, where we've been involved, the theaters of operation, and the primary threat against our troops has been IEDs. And so counter-IED operations are, are the purview of 
EOD. And now it doesn't mean to imply that the engineers don't play a role in that. They do. But when it comes to the attack the network posture that was developed over over the years uh, in in uh, the theater of operations in Iraq and Afghanistan, EOD has been tip of the spear. And for primary reason is that EOD technicians have the skills to render safe. And then you can do the forensic and intelligence uh, gathering on these devices. And that allows us to help trace back components of IEDs and really helps to attack and dismantle the network of bomb makers that exists in these terror cells. So in order to justify their existence and force structure, Chemical has been slowly duplicating the roles and mission of EOD, even though they don't have the understanding or the technical expertise that EOD uh, possesses. Uh, nor do its soldiers have that training. And so it, you have to ask yourself, and I certainly as, a, as an EOD tech, I have to ask, why would Chemical think that they should uh, take control of EOD? But because Chemical is a branch of the Army and EOD isn't, they have more control and more say over what happens at an organizational and funding level. That is to say they've got at least one general in the Chemical Corps that advocates for the Chemical Corps. EOD doesn't. We don't have a flag officer that is a general officer billet for EOD. So I've introduced legislation that's currently included in this year's National Defense Authorization Act that would establish EOD as its own basic branch with its own generals. Uh, and representatives, at least one general, um, would would be in charge of overseeing, administering an EOD branch. That language has been accepted. And once we see that happen, once we see that implemented, I believe we'll start to see that chemical will continue to struggle to validate its legitimacy and its relevance. Now, I bring this to your attention, um, not because we have uh, even an EOD unit in the first district of Arkansas. What we do have uh, we have an Air Force EOD unit at Little Rock Air Force Base. We used to have an EOD unit at Pine Bluff Arsenal as they, they sort of scaled down and, and redefined the mission of Army EOD. That mission was, um, uh, that, that unit there at Pine Bluff was reassigned to another location. So we don't have an Army EOD presence in the state of Arkansas. But I still feel like there is a, there's a brotherhood among the EOD uh, text, not just in the Army, but among all four branches, all four of uh, the branches, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, we all go to the same school and we all short, sort of share that that brotherhood among EOD techs. And I just want you to know that I'm advocating for these people. They need someone up here to make sure that they've got their backs. And um, I'm doing that on their behalf. Uh, it's it's somewhat of a personal issue for me, but wanted to share that because I'm not sure that I have actually shared those details with folks back home. Now you know one of the things I'm involved in beyond just the issues that uh, are important to Arkansas's first district, and I and I do this to say that we are are going to watch this. We've we've had language advocating for EOD um, prerogatives in the past, and we see that folks in the Pentagon. Uh, they know better and they say, no, we're not going to do that. And they use some political means to try and avoid actually implementing what we've done. This time we're going to watch this very, very closely. And um, there's going to be uh, a high degree of, of uh, monitoring to make sure that we see this through. So I uh, wanted to bring that to your attention. I appreciate you being part of TuneIn again. I want to remind you that if you have any questions, comments uh, that you'd like to share with us, 
tweet those to at TuneInAR1, at TuneInAR1. Make sure you include your name in your hometown so we can properly attribute your comments, or you can find us on Facebook, uh, our website, Crawford.house.gov. Email us, whatever you want to do, we'd like to hear from you. Thanks again for being with us on TuneIn. Here's a look at this week's vote check. Until next time, have a good one.